Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast, where we discuss the gospel, freedom in Christ, and victorious Christianity. My name is Emily Lewis, and I am so honored that you are here. Sometimes Christianity can feel complicated or become heavy. I'm here to lighten that load. I pray that the chats had on this broadcast will empower and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hi there, friend. Welcome to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. Today, I have an interview for you with Christina Wyrick, and she helps women go from an overwhelmed, stuck, not taking very good care of themselves place to dreaming again and pursuing those dreams, whatever they may be, bravely and boldly. I hope you are so encouraged and inspired, inspired by um, this conversation and that you go uh, pursue a dream and do it with courage and bravery. Today's audio quality, for some reason, was having trouble with my microphone or something um, is not the best, but I just want you to know that I'm aware of it and always trying new things to improve that and get that just refined and a little better. Thanks for being here, friend. I hope you enjoy today's interview with Christina. Welcome to the Abundant Grace podcast, Christina. I am so excited to have you here and I am really stoked to get to know your story better and be able to share it with the people that listen to the Abundant Grace podcast. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Um, if you would like to, I'd love to start like with your own words. Introduce yourself and um, give us a brief overview of your story, like how you got to this place and how you started helping women go from the broken well, to brave. Currently, I'm still working full time as I navigate this new calling I feel called to do. So. I work full-time as a manager for a major retail company. Um, I'm also a mom of twins who are four. And um, when I found out that I was pregnant, I was like in the process of getting a promotion. So I really felt like it was important for me to still carry through with my goals, even though you know, this kind of surprise pregnancy of twins kind of came up in the middle of it. And so I was going pretty full force with working while pregnant. Like I literally worked up until like two weeks before I had them. Like I didn't have any bed rest or anything. I was going nonstop and then I had them. And then like 10 weeks later, went straight back to working, taking care of twins. And they were, you know, you don't, when you have twins, it's like double the amount of no sleep, (laughs) if that makes sense. So it's like, you're basically like running on fumes for like the first few months. And then you're also working I was like commuting an hour, working like upwards Mm -hmm. of with like commuting and working like, you know, 60 hours a week uh, while trying to raise these twins and, 
you know, I care a lot about people. So I like kind of, um, I, it fills me up to like have people like need me, need my guidance. Like I take my management job seriously as like also a mentor to people. So I was doing all kinds of things for like my kids, the people I work with, trying to get this promotion, like, and just not taking care of myself. And then in the midst of the stress, I've always kind of, unfortunately, you know, I grew up in the church and I believed in God, but I off, I did stray to the world's way throughout like my twenties and stuff. And alcohol was something that I used, unfortunately, as like, you know, something to numb all the things that I was going through. And I thought that having my kids would stop that. Like I saw it as like a hope. Mm. And then when I was just filling up everybody else's cup and not filling mine, like I started turning to like, you know, that wine culture that like so many moms have where like, you know, it's okay to have a glass of wine before bed whenever or when everybody goes to sleep. But then, you know, the Chardonnay turned in more, into more and more and more. And I just felt like I was like wanting to stop. I didn't want it to be, have this like power over me, but I was like, so like, depressed and tired and like bogged down and like everything going on in my life I just didn't even know like how to like stop myself from stopping mm -hmm. to get the Chardonnay on the way home from work like after a bad day so when the pandemic hit I was like at my like wits end like I was beyond stress, like feeling like I was about to have like a mental breakdown, like I was about to like lose my job. I felt like if like Chad found out that I was like secretly like drinking that night, like he was going to leave me, you know what I mean? Just all these things. And I knew that every night I would just pray to God that he would like somehow like help me stop and deliver me from this, you know, evil thing that was doing nothing but like making me more tired, more chubby, more, <laughs> you know, just like all things that <laughs> it just does nothing to like make me feel right. better. So um, one night I stopped to drink like after work, everyone was asleep and I truly believe that like God made me fall and break my leg. And so this oh, is boy. where the broken, broken to brave piece comes in is because mm -hmm. I was literally broken, like my self confidence, my care for myself, like, physically, my leg is broken. And I'm basically like, lying on the floor after or like lying on my couch after surgery because I had to have surgery 
and I couldn't walk for like 14 weeks. So it was almost like Mm. God was giving me permission to finally heal all the pieces of me that were broken. And I, right after my surgery, I just promised God that I would like never use alcohol again as a way to like numb the stress and the depression or the anything like going wrong in my life. And Mm -hmm. I feel like in that moment, like when I asked him, he received it and he like delivered me of that because now almost well, a little over a year later, like I still have the same stresses, like my job didn't get easier. Like my kids, you know, are only getting <laughs> older and, you know, more crazy and everything's like the same. But the difference is, is I face my feelings and the things that I'm going through head on instead of like burying them and drowning them with Chardonnay. And that's where the broken to brave um, phrase came into my life is because I literally broke completely. Yeah. (laughs) And in that moment decided that I was going to start living more with purpose and not just like going through like the motions in life anymore. Mm -hmm. So Would you say you have, like, have you learned to be more intentional about how you're spending your time? Is that part of, part of this process that God has walked you through where you're not um, filling it with helping all the people and doing all the things? Did your, did your stint, your 14 weeks, wow, on the couch, did that, um, or maybe you were using crutches, I don't know. But did that 14 weeks, that forced rest, shift some things in your, like the way you did life? Yes, well, I immediately, uh, my company provides like 20 free um, sessions with, you know, like a life coach or a psychologist, something like that. So I started doing work with, a psychologist to like kind of work through things. And like one of the biggest things I discovered is that like I'm codependent and in a big way. And I also am really awful at setting boundaries. So um, that's something (laughs) that I really have worked (laughs) on during that time was also, it was just, realizing that like me constantly like being there and doing things for other people and not doing anything for myself was only like making things worse and not making me be the best version of myself. And I couldn't actually really help people as much as I felt I was if I wasn't filling up my own cup, you know, like I wasn't the best person to be giving the advice or helping them through their life problems when I was like silently suffering myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. So when I hear the word codependent, I might not be using it correctly, but I hear 
I think I need you to need me. Is that basically it? Yeah. Yeah. Like you get filled up by other people, like needing you to like help them or, you know, call you whenever, or, you know, just like Mm -hmm. you're with your kids, like constantly like doing everything for your kids, not doing anything for yourself. Same with your partner, like, okay, like doing all the dishes, doing all the laundry, but like, really, it should be like a team effort, like dividing chores, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Great. So in the, in God saying, hold up, you need to heal yourself first. Like what inside do you think shifted when, to make you be able to take care of you? Um, was it because you want to show up better for other people or like no right or wrong answer? Just what shifted that said that allowed you to say, I'm going to take care of me because I'm valuable too. Well, I, when I first started like the journey, when I was like breaking my leg, something that I always like has stuck out to me is like, I just started consuming lots of like books and like podcasts. So I was like constantly like fueling my mind with like positive words, positive people, people sharing stories of like rising from like, you know, the ashes or going for broken to brave. And one thing that stuck out with me that I felt uh, was from Trent Shelton. He has a podcast that I really love and it's almost like he like preaches at you like a preacher. And he was like, (laughs) when you go to a graveyard, you see all the dreams that died because there's like Mm. all the books that weren't written, all the movies that weren't made, all the businesses that weren't started because people are too afraid to take those chances. And like when I was, you know, unable to walk and just kind of in my thoughts a lot, I realized that like the person I was before I broke my leg was like going to die with her dreams. And I didn't want Mm. to do that. Like it was, you know, I want to like use all the, positive negative experiences in my life to share with others like through my writing in order to help them you know either not make the same mistakes or like come out of those like that depression or that overwhelm or whatever negative things they're feeling sooner than I did you know it took me Mm -hmm. 37 years to start shifting my mindset and if I can like reach somebody at like 25 or 30 and they don't have to suffer for as long as I did then I need to like stand up and start sharing so that's a really big thing that I experienced like the Mm -hmm. first few weeks of recovering Mm -hmm. I love how you use the word brave even in this conversation where like the piece of the conversation, we're talking about taking care of yourself and following your own dreams. 
because it's not selfish, it's brave. And can you, can you talk a little bit more? I'd love to unpack maybe more of what brave means to you because it's so powerful. I think not to, to use the hard hitting truth, like Trent Shelton, like don't die with your dreams, but also not shaming people where they are, just calling them up into let's be brave. Well, I think a big thing about that I've learned too recently is like being brave is also like giving yourself permission to dream again, because I think like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like as kids, we have all these amazing dreams and we have all these goals and we're going to be, go to college and we're going to be this like great person with this bachelor degree. And then life happens and you think that that's like the road that you have to stay on forever and that's not true and there's like also nothing wrong with like loving your children and having children and taking care of them and being brave enough to show them that anything is possible no matter what age you're at Mm -hmm. so it's Also, to me, a big thing of, like, feeling like when I was growing up, I was taught to, like, go to college, get a job, work, watch TV, go to bed, and retire and die. (laughs) I don't mean to be that dramatic, but, like, that's, like, how I feel like I had that as, like, my as my example for life. And I just think there's like so much Mm -hmm. more, especially when you're like a creative person, like it's sometimes shamed in a way, or like you can't, can't possibly make a living off of writing or painting or doing those things. But it's not even about making a living about it. It's just allowing, giving yourself permission to like be the creative person God made you to be. And even if, like, you only sell, like, 10 books, at least you, like, did what he called you to do. And then that Mm. makes makes you brave because you finally made the choice to listen to his voice instead of continue to ignore it, which is what I've been doing. Because my whole life I've heard, like, write a book, write a book, write a book. And I've been like, no, you're crazy. Who wants to read a book? For me, you know what I mean? Like, who am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But, <clears throat> but finally giving yourself permission to be like, okay, God, like, I'm not going to ignore this anymore. <laughs> like, there's a reason why yes. you're whis- I've had a whisper in my head for 20 years to write a book. So now I'm going to mm-hmm. finally say yes. And whether it's a New York Times bestseller or just impacts a hundred people, like at least I'm bravely doing what I'm called to do. Right. Oh, I love this. <laughs> Sometimes I think we do get our like our almost a identity wrapped up in the impact or wrapped up in the results when God's like, hey, I will handle the results. It will be what it is supposed to be if you contribute and do what I've been asking you to do. So 
if God is calling you to do something, I've said sometimes over like silly little things, like God telling me to go grab coffee for someone or text so-and-so. I'm like, oh, but what will they think? Are you sure? And those, like God has a plan. And if we step into, I'm not, we don't have to know the all of the reasons why, but I love how you're stepping into that. So you are currently writing your book and I would love to maybe take some of the framework that you use and tell people like, how do you encourage them to go from broken to brave so that they can skip that? Like, is it Dean Graziosi? He talks about skip the, the painful part. Like how can you help them um, get to that spot where they're fulfilling their calling and standing in what God is asking them to do? Well, I've created a, what I call the five A's. So it's kind of the process that I feel like I went through during the time that I broke my legs. So like first step is like acknowledge. So I had to like acknowledge that like me drinking and burying my feelings and not taking care of myself and all those things were like holding me back from doing the things that I wanted to do or was called to do then the mm -hmm. next step is like awareness. And then you, so you then step into like creating awareness around how are you going to now make the changes in your life? And so maybe that's as easy as doing praying, starting to pray in the morning, every day, meditating, whatever, uh, going for a walk 30 minutes a day, eating healthier, reading, you know, taking time to read books, like joining masterminds or, you know, groups of people who are like-minded and also like following their purpose, because I think that those are mm -hmm. important keys too. And then the next thing is sure. like, what is your assignment? That's the third day. Like what mm -hmm. assignment has God called you to do? And that could be even just you love to make jewelry and you want to like fill people's cup by making beautiful jewelry and selling on Etsy. It doesn't even have to be a book or it doesn't even have to be like, Perfect. you know, anything that takes you away from what you're doing already. It's just, I feel like there's, we all have a certain assignment that will fill us up and make us feel more purposeful in life. And then mm -hmm. this, this, the fourth one is action. And then just like, what actions do you need to take in order to step into that assignment? So like for me with my book, it's like, okay, like mapping out the chapters, you know, joining a writer's group that helps me learn the steps in the process to like self publish a book or, you know, like writing the mm -hmm. book, <laughs> like whatever <Right>. actions <laughs> it is for your, your calling or your assignment. And then the next last piece is accountability. So a big thing is like I said, mentioned before is like the groups, like surrounding yourself with people who are trying to also like fulfill and live in their purpose is really helpful. But then 
something that I am still working on, and I'm going to be honest, is self-accountability. Because I think it's like sometimes we look for other people to like help us hold us accountable. But then at the end of the day, the biggest, they're not going to write the book for you. You have to write it yourself. So mm-hmm. it's, that's a big piece yeah. that, that we have to be clear on and like setting up time each day or, or you know, if it's just a few hours a week or one day a week or whatever you can make happen, making sure that you're even just moving a little bit towards your goal every day because a little bit every day like completely changes who you are like a year later. Right, right, right. So after all those steps, then you're like on your way to like living in your purpose, hopefully. Right. I, that self-accountability piece is so important because um, we can get people around us, which is massively important. But at the end of the day, nobody else suffers with our, oh, why didn't I do that today? Or why didn't I, man, I haven't made any progress on whatever this goal is. We're the ones that live with that. So when we can become accountable to ourselves and almost be like sure of what we're doing enough to prioritize it ourselves without needing someone else to validate and point us in the right direction. I don't know, kind of be adults about it because sometimes it's hard to prioritize it ourselves. But um, when we do that, it feels, it feels so much, so good to be stepping into that. Does that, does that, does that even make sense? Yeah, it's like I was talking to Corey today, who we both know, and it's like Mm -hmm. we have to stop breaking promises to ourselves. And, like, honestly, it's a hard thing to break because I've honestly have been doing it most of my life. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I've been having all these, like, big goals and dreams, but then I let like this get in the way or that get in the way, or, you know, I've been saying I'm going to write a book for, you know, since I was 20, you know what I mean? And here I am 37 because I've been breaking promises to myself (laughs) my whole life. So it is a hard Mm. habit to break, but you know, it doesn't mean that it's like not possible. We just have to be like aware of it and try our Mm -hmm. hardest each day to like set goals and actually hold ourselves accountable to achieving them. Right. Okay. I'm going to be chewing on that all week because I think I needed to hear that keeping promises to ourselves and being brave. I love it. So please tell people where they can connect with you and, um, follow you for more of your story and what you can help them step into their purpose and their, their mission. Well, I usually, I like live on Instagram. That's kind of my big place right now. Um, So at Christina Mm -hmm. Noel Weirich. Awesome. I love it. Thank you for 
taking the time to visit with us and share your story. I, I love how open you are about it and how you're like, please, God, use this story to empower someone else um, to take a step forward, too. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I would love it if you would share this episode with a friend so that they can hear this encouragement and be empowered in their walk with Jesus as well. It would also mean the world to me if you would leave a rating and review on Apple for the Abundant Grace Podcast. It really does make a world of difference in getting this podcast into other people's ears so they can be equipped in their relationship with God as well. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email, hello at emilyklewis.com. That's emily, the letter K, L-O-U-I-S.com. And until next week, remember that God's grace abounds and won't ever run out.